0: It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. Carrie Lam says a blueprint for the Greater Bay Area is just days away. Underprivileged children present their wish list to the CE with better housing at the top. And in the U.S., Democrats and Republicans reach a government funding deal. But will Donald Trump agree? The chief executive Carrie Lam says Beijing will announce its outline development plan for the so-called Greater Bay Area within days. The initiative is intended to build links between Hong Kong, Macau and nine cities in Guangdong. She says a symposium on the plan will be held here next Thursday when officials from Macau and Guangdong will visit. She stressed that the Greater Bay Area was about using the strengths of different cities to build a stronger economy and would not undermine the one country, two systems principle.
1: One of the first things that uh, we have agreed to do together with uh, Guangdong and Macau is to facilitate the flow of people, goods, capital and information within the Greater Bay Area. And some of the uh, helpful initiatives as far as facilitating Hong Kong people to live and work in the uh, Greater Bay Area and beyond have already been announced in the last 12 months or so. But we will continue uh, to, uh, to work on that.
0: And Mrs. Lam says the new chairman of the MTR Corporation will have to work hard to restore public confidence after a scandal over construction at Hongham Station shook public confidence in the rail operator. However, she refused to comment on reports that Rex Aoyoung, the head of Lingnan University's council, would take up the job when Frederick Ma steps down in June. She noted that the job was extremely challenging as the public has high expectations of the MTR Corporation. The chief executive also says lawmakers need to think carefully before approving a private member's bill intended to limit Link rates' ability to increase stall rents. Pro-government lawmaker Regina Ip and Alice Mack are proposing the bill over years of complaints about Link, which runs markets and shopping malls on public housing estates. Mrs. Lam warned of the impact on the city's economic freedom.
1: I can fully understand why some uh, legislative council members have contemplated to use another instrument and that is a a legislative uh, means uh, through a private member's bill but using legislation to regulate uh, business activities after all is very unusual so I'm sure uh, we need to look at it in detail and um, the members of a legislative council will also need to examine and study this uh, idea very uh, thoroughly before we go down this route.
0: A group of 20 children from low-income families have protested at the office of the chief executive to seek more financial assistance from the government. The organizer of the rally, the Society for Community Organization, or SOCO, said the government had been slow to help those living in poverty as they struggle with rising living costs. SOCO's Si Lai San said housing is top of the list of the problems the children want to see addressed.
1: We have a group of children's rights uh, association, and we have 2,800 members. Our leaders, children leaders, they collect the opinion from them. They vote for the top top concern of the uh, underprivileged children, and they want the government to follow up to change the policy. These children they are under 17. They are, the first priority is the housing policy. They want to increase the supply of public housing, and they have want the government to have a rent control or subsidy rent subsidy.
0: Engineering sector lawmaker Lo Wai Kwok says the government should tighten rules that allow it to hold back payment from contractors who fail to complete safety-related paperwork. Mr. Lo says such a system does exist but doesn't always include so-called R, so-called risk forms. Risk forms relating to the MTR's Hongham station and a section of the bridge to Macau and Zhuhai have gone missing or been delayed.
2: All the, uh, the main contractor, the subcontractors, when they are asking for payment, they have to get a consultant's uh, verification you know, of the job they have completed. There are also different uh, documents, drawings, et cetera, uh, needed to support such claim of uh, the money. And therefore, in the contract, you know how the submission of documents like RISC can uh, be built in as part of the requirement or strengthen that requirement, I think there's something that the relevant government department should consider.
0: A conservationist has urged the government to learn its lesson after the highways department agreed to remove anti-slip paint from a historic granite staircase in Shangwan after just three months. The highways department says it'll me- melt the paint after earlier agreeing to restore the staircase to its original condition after it was painted in December. Katie Law, the Central and Western Concern Group, met officials yesterday to discuss the situation on Sing Street.
1: We hope that the government could review the policies regarding the preservation of such kind of heritage and to have a better coordination among various government departments. In cases that they would do any work on such kind of historic structure, they needed to be extra careful. And they should also inform the people who lived in the neighborhood as well beforehand so that we can give our comments.
0: Democratic and Republican negotiators in the United States say they've reached an agreement in principle on border security that they hope will avoid a second government shutdown. They hope to turn the agreement into legislation by Wednesday. The agreement reportedly includes just under $1.4 billion in funding for a wall on the Mexico border. It's unclear whether President Trump will endorse what's been agreed. At a rally in the Texan border town of El Paso, Mr. Trump claimed that walls were effective.
2: Just a few thousand feet, as an example, from where we stand right now on the other side of the border, it's one of the most dangerous cities in the world, Juarez, Mexico. Yet, thanks to a powerful border wall in El Paso, Texas, it's one of America's safest cities now.
0: The refugee footballer Hakim al-Araibi has arrived back in Australia after being held in Bangkok over criminal charges in his native Bahrain. The 25-year-old was allowed to travel after Bahrain dropped an extradition request. The BBC's Howell Griffith was at Melbourne Airport as he arrived.
2: Supporters crowded the airport arrivals area to welcome Hakim al-Aribi home. He said he felt relieved and grateful to all Australians. The 25-year-old went to Thailand on his honeymoon but was detained there for more than 10 weeks at the request of Bahrain, his home country, where he faces a 10-year jail sentence after being accused of taking part in the Arab Spring uprising. But pressure from Australia and the global football community finally led to Bahrain dropping its extradition request and Hakim being
0: freed. The authorities in Venezuela have opened an investigation into the private finances of the opposition leader and self-declared interim president, Juan Guaido. Mr. Guaido has the backing of more than 50 countries, including the United States, which has promised to act if he's subjected to any violence or harassment. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Venezuela's National Audit Office said it was investigating allegations that Mr Guaidó had broken the law by failing to declare all his income. The authorities say he hasn't accounted for important money transfers from national and international organizations. The announcement comes on the eve of planned demonstrations against the government of President Nicolás Maduro. The opposition is urging the government to allow the delivery of international aid for millions of Venezuelans in need. But Mr Maduro says this is part of a plot to prepare the ground for a U.S.-led invasion. According to the Netherlands, is due to hear the first arguments later in a historic civil case brought by Nigerian Ogoni activists against the Hague-based oil company Royal Dutch Shell. The firm is accused of having been complicit in the executions of nine Ogoni men during a Nigerian military crackdown in 1995. Four of their widows are suing Shell for compensation and demanding an apology, as the BBC's Anna Holligan reports. Esther Kiobal's husband was among thousands of Nigerians protesting against the environmental damage caused by oil production in the Niger Delta. He was arrested and accused of murder. After what human rights groups have described as a sham
1: trial, he and eight other political activists were executed. The women
0: argue if it wasn't for Shell, their partners would still be alive. In response, Royal Dutch Shell said that it did not collude with the authorities to suppress community unrest and in no way encouraged or advocated any act of violence in Nigeria. The U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, has told Hungary it mustn't let the Russian President Vladimir Putin sow division between friends and NATO allies. He was speaking in Budapest at the start of a five-nation tour.
2: Today I spoke with the foreign minister about the urgent importance of supporting Ukraine in its quest for sovereignty and territorial integrity. We must not let Putin drive wedges between friends in NATO. Hungarians know all too well from their history that an authoritarian Russia will never be a friend to the freedom and sovereignty of smaller nations.
0: Mr. Pompeo had a similar warning about China, saying its handshakes came with strings attached. His Hungarian counterpart, Peter Sierto, said his country's involvement with China was far smaller than that of Western European partners. Taiwan-based China Airlines has announced the cancellation of a further three flights between the island and Hong Kong today as pilots continue their strike action. Two flights to Hong Kong from Taipei and one from Kaohsiung have so far been cancelled for today. Talks between the two sides yesterday failed to resolve the dispute. The Commerce Ministry in Beijing has hit out at protectionism and warned that intense scrutiny of Chinese enterprises will put their investments abroad at risk. Vice Minister of Commerce Qian Keming made the comments as the latest round of trade talks with U.S. officials continue in Beijing. He didn't name any country specifically. Mr. Qian also expressed confidence that the country's exports would grow steadily this year despite a complicated trade environment and a slowdown in the global economy. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110.57 yen, the euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar 12 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 9 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,195. That's 40 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at 55 billion dollars. Horse racing in Britain is to restart tomorrow after a ban imposed last week because of an outbreak of equine flu. The virus is generally not thought to be life-threatening but limits the competitive capability of horses. The BBC's Cornelius Lysol reports. Six days of cancellations came to an end when the British Horse Racing Authority announced that the four fixtures scheduled for Wednesday will go ahead, though strict biosecurity measures will be in place, and certain stables, considered to have been more exposed to risk from the highly contagious virus than others, will be restricted. The authority ordered the cancellations, which have cost racing millions of pounds,
2: after positive tests for equine flu were taken in the middle of last week, in all 10 positive cases have been found resuming racing is admit officials a risk but having assessed the situation they believe it's an acceptable level of risk
3: sports here's adam jones we start with basketball russell westbrook off the oklahoma city thunder has broken the nba's triple double record The point guard had 25 points, 15 rebounds and 11 assists in a 120-111 win over the Portland Trailblazers. Westbrook's 10th consecutive triple-double is one better than Will Chamberlain, whose record stood for 51 years before Monday. Elsewhere, Jeremy Lynn is expected to join the Toronto Raptors in their quest to win the NBA title. The 30 year old is in the process of being bought up by Atlanta, where he's averaged over 10 points per game this season. Toronto will be his eighth NBA team. Lynn is expected to back up all star point guard Kyle Lowry, while Fred Van Fleet sits out for three weeks with a thumb injury. Toronto beat Brooklyn 127-125 to keep one game back of the league-leading Milwaukee Bucks, who defeated the Chicago Bulls 112-99. On to football now. There was one game in the English Premier League. Wolves were held to a one-all draw by visiting Newcastle. The home side grabbed a share of the points in the closing moments, as the BBC's Connor McNamara reports.
2: Deep in stoppages, Wolves have got an equaliser for 1-1. It's been scored by Willie Bolly, the big defender, crossing the dam right-hand side. Now, Dubravka, the goalkeeper, is backpedaling. He jumps up to try and get it. There's a tangle in the air. Bolly jumping with him. Bolly's arm is leaning over Dubravka. There's no big push or anything. Nine times out of ten, that is given as a foul on the goalkeeper because Bolly does encroach on Dubravka. If you're a Newcastle fan, you will be convinced that the goalkeeper was impeached. There. If you're a Wolves fan, you'll be simply delighted that the equaliser has come with almost the last touch of the game. Bolly's goal, uh, managing to cancel out the opener from Isaac Hayden for Newcastle. Newcastle were so close to a win there. As it is, they will move just one point clear of the relegation zone rather than three.
3: The Arsenal midfielder Aaron Ramsey is set to become the highest paid British footballer of all time. He's agreed to join Juventus at the end of the season in a deal that will earn him 514,000 US dollars a week. The BBC's David Ornstein has details.
2: There was huge interest in Ramsey from a number of Europe's leading clubs, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Paris Saint-Germain, a very good offer from them as well, Bayern Munich and some preliminary talks with Barcelona as well. So Ramsey had the upper hand in these negotiations and uh, uh, it seems that Juventus, who were always his preferred choice from a footballing perspective, seemed to have come up trumps on the money side.
3: Tonight, the Hong Kong champions Kitchi begin their quest to qualify for the Asian Champions League. Their first hurdle is a match against Perak in Malaysia. Kitchi must win two qualifiers away from home in order to reach the group stage of the competition. And that's your look at sports.
0: Thanks, Adam Zhang. To in the news, our top stories once again. Carrie Lam says a blueprint for the Greater Bay Area is just days away. Underprivileged children present their wish list to the CE with better housing at the top. In the U.S., Democrats and Republicans reach a government funding deal, but will Trump agree? The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3.